Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian. And I'm Kelly. Kelly is back and better than ever. Kelly, how are you doing today? <laughs> um, so let's see. The last thing we covered was It. And then you've had a lot of other um, people on. You supers? Well, books doesn't count because all you guys talk about is Stephen King. <laughs> hey, we talked about J.K. Rowling, I think. Yay, Potter. Yeah. Sure, but that wasn't a movies episode. That was a books episode. Well, there's no Ian hates books. <laughs> I know, and there's how many different there's conversations and music and what are the other ones you do? And then poor movies just gets all the leftovers. Leftovers. I've had the greatest people on this show. Leftovers. Are you calling Mandy and Grace Sorensen and Sarge and whoever else has been on the show leftovers? No, I would never call Mandy a leftover. Oh, Grace Sorensen's gonna be pissed. <laughs> You're just jealous. You're jealous that him and I have like the best chemistry. It's true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a bromance. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I am happy that you are back today because we are getting back to our roots. <gasps> it's Marvel time, baby. <laughs> uh, yes, us blowing Marvel is pretty much how that usually ends up. Well, the reason why we're doing this today is obviously because when DC puts out what's supposed to be their biggest movie ever. You talk about Marvel. And it's tanking. Yeah, so of course it is. <laughs> well, what I love about Marvel is they also release the Punisher on the same day. Oh, yeah. Which is fucking awesome. Like, great for them to, like, say, hey, you know, you're going to put out this shit movie that we know is going to be shit. We don't even have to worry about the movie stuff. We're just going to put out a TV series that people are going to love so much more. So I welcome all the DC death threats I'm going to get after this episode. Oh, please. Oh, please. I would love to hear you trying to verbally communicate your profound love for DCE when DCE sucks. I have nothing against DC, but DCE is pretty bad. What's the E stand for? DC Comics Entertainment are all the people who put out the movies. Oh, it's not DC Universe? Mm -mm. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Hmm. I guess Marvel has the universe covered. Yeah, pretty much. So then, Kelly, why don't you intro what we're going to be talking about today? Okay, so we're kind of super behind on the, the big box office in July, which was Spider-Man Homecoming, which is finally Marvel's taking of Spider-Man away from Sony. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, since it is November, we are covering the new Thor movie, Ragnarok, just to be... Just to be clear to everyone. Right. Sorry. Took me a second. I was just wondering why you introed it as November as Thor. Do all Thor movies come out in November? I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I had yep. no idea. I know this because I happen to have a celebration in November, and it's usually the same time the new Thor movie comes out. Every single time there's a new Thor movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. Nor do I care when movies come out. <laughs> you know, I don't. You're not really a big. I'm gonna count down the days till blank. That's not true. We're both excited about Deadpool, which we don't know a release date for that. Yeah, but I don't count down days. The same as when the Dark Tower was coming out. I didn't count. Yeah, but you didn't have that. high hope for that anyway. No, but I was very, very excited when they announced it. But now we're hoping for HBO. Yeah, I don't Whoa. know. I didn't. Well, I didn't see any confirmation of that. Well, they have to put something out as soon as Game of Thrones is gone, and I think this would be a good way to do that. And it kind of crosses over with like Westworld. They need to be filming now, and they're not. That's the issue I have. But anyways, we are way off topic once again because that's what we do. So I guess. Let's do some background on Spider-Man and Thor, right? Do you want to split it up where we do one and one? Or do we want to compare and contrast between the two movies? I don't really think we can compare and contrast. I'd rather split it up. Because we're dealing with two very different feeling kind of movies. I don't know. They're both very humor-based, both of them. Yeah, but all Marvel's humor-based. And they overdid it with guardians where they even had to add their own laugh track to make sure that you knew that that joke was supposed to be funny i still disagree with you on that honest trailers even covered it just saying Look, honest trailers are great i'm not going to put down honest trailers but they're not right about everything you're talking to the person that's right about everything did we forget that has it been that long <laughs> all right so spider-man so i guess a background for me at least and we'll go to you right after this Spider-Man's one of my all-time favorite characters of any, you know, Marvel, DC, whatever. 
I was very excited when the first movies came out because I'm sure everyone knows there were three original Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire. And then there were two Spider-Mans with James Garfield. And now this is Thomas Holland, right? Or Tom Holland, whatever. So I remember back in the day enjoying the first and the second Spider-Man. I enjoyed them, I think, because I just like seeing the character brought to life. But there were lots of issues. Well, and it was the first movie installment of Spider-Man. Like, there wasn't one shot in the 70s or anything like that. You know, even Wonder Woman, it was recreated. Right. We had the awesome cartoon show. And that was really it. Right. So to see them do it on the screen, even though I never really liked Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, I was like, okay, there are good parts to this. There's obviously a lot of bad parts. But all in all, not too bad. Second one, same thing. Second one for a while, I think, was like my favorite comic book movie really i think it's a lot of people's favorite i think to this day some people still love that movie really doc ock was that impressive it wasn't bad okay it wasn't terrible casting i think he was a good pick for that yeah and then you have the whole mary jane thing you know it kind of worked out that way as well and then obviously the third one is an abomination not only to the character but also movies in general we all know that right So then you move over to James Garfield, and that never really clicked with anyone. I don't think anyone likes those necessarily. I mean, I remember laughing hysterically in a theater full of children when Gwen Stacy died. I remember that. Where in the comics, that was a hugely upsetting moment for me. But in general, there's your Spider-Man. So they never really clicked, I don't think. Where now, this one is probably the closest to a good Spider-Man, I can say. By far, he's been the best casting. For sure. He's that kind of nerdy kid who's going to grow up to be better, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I mean, I think Garfield had the opportunity, and they they were just bad movies. He loved lasagna. Right. (laughs) Thank you for that. But, um... Yeah. And he hated Mondays. He hated them. Oh, fucking Mondays. (laughs) Because Oprah's Orpfield. Good reference. I like that they cast Tom in this. I think he did a great job. It's just sad that it's another British actor doing a better American than Americans. So that's always nice. I, I got nothing against Spider-Man. It was way too predictable for me. I think they added a lot of characters that weren't necessary. I could give a shit about his sidekick. Hold on one second. We just went way past. Like We just jumped into the battle there. So well, yeah. what is your feeling on Spider-Man in general before the movies? Like, Did you like the character itself? Do you know the character? I know all the base facts of Spider-Man. He was not someone I read. I like the campiness of the first one with Tobey Maguire, but honestly, after the first one, I didn't care about any of the other ones. Okay. I like them introducing this character into the Avengers world because I think he'll be a, a fun character. That being said, I still prefer the first Tobey Maguire over this movie. Wow. All right, that is surprising, but not for you. I mean, that's just surprising in general for anyone to say, but I'm not surprised that you said it. Does that make sense? So you're not shocked? (laughs) No. (laughs) I should have said I'm not surprised. Ah, completely predictable. Good job, Kelly. Thank you for that. Yeah. Right. Well, we all know that the real person who hates movies on here is you. It was me. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I will agree with you in the fact that I did not like the side characters in this movie. Absolutely. I hated his chubby friend. Yeah, I didn't need that. It was all the scenes. Like, I don't know if there was a scene where he wasn't mentioned or a cut screen to or in the background somewhere just babbling inanely. That was very difficult. And that's not a character from the comic books either. No, it was, it's a throwaway that you didn't need. You, you do it because you need some sort of straight man, funny man situation. But you don't you shouldn't have to do that in this movie. Right. When you do have other great developed characters. I even feel like with some of the Tony Stark scenes, they were overplayed. Like, you're giving me too much Stark? And I feel like this is almost another Iron Man buddy comedy thing going on. Well, they were really pushing that whole dad figure. Because if you noticed, and I'm sure everyone did, in every Spider-Man retelling, they tell the Uncle Ben story again. It's the same way with every Batman movie. They retell his parents dying again. So this was probably the first movie in a long, long time that didn't do that. So instead of focusing on that, they focus on now your new father figure is Tony Stark. 
Right. And it's still an absentee father figure. Yeah, absolutely. So I understand where they were going with that. But yes, I don't think they needed Tony Stark as much as they leaned on him. Okay. But I also think they leaned on a lot of people they didn't need to. Because what people need to know about Spider-Man, Spider-Man's the funny one. Spider-Man's the one who's talking in his head all the time, making quips. And then when the robbers show up and they do the little thing with all the people dressed as Avengers, you know, with the masks. And that was really well done because that's exactly how Spider-Man would react to that. Right. Which is what you need. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need the sidekick. Yeah. I'm not sure why they went in that direction. Because every kid needs a best friend. But Spider-Man didn't have that. So you don't need it. He was introverted. He was smart. And he was trying to deal with these powers that he had no idea how to do that. Yeah, but I think it's also you're dealing with an updated version of Spider-Man. So you're dealing with a millennial who always has to be on his phone. And if he has no friends, then he wouldn't be on his phone. <laughs> sure. But I also don't like that his friend found out he was Spider-Man within like the first 40 minutes or whatever. That's true. Okay. Well, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about how we've, how they've changed his aunt. Cause... Super hot. Yeah, no, no, no. She was supposed to be. And she was in the teaser. Now they turned her into this weird hippie granola aunt, which I kind of hate, and I hated the way they styled her. Tomei has her own very set person, which is why you cast her to be this role. Why didn't you just let her be this role? Well, what did you expect? Like, did you expect her to get really mad when she came in and saw him shirtless with his buddy? Like, did you think she was going to go like, oh, no, gay people. I can't believe my... No, 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 no. I expected them to not dress her like a hippie. Oh, I... Like, you can still be cool and not go that far hippiness. I'm not, this is not the right words I'm looking for, but that's it, that's what it felt like. You felt like somebody, you felt like a reject from Scooby-Doo. Look, I don't want to be sexist. I don't think in my mind I've ever seen Marissa Tomei with clothes on. See, okay, so that works. Yeah, so I didn't see any of that. Well, that would be more helpful for me then. Yeah, I was more like, Marissa Tomei, why are you naked eating Chinese food with your basically son? Like, I thought that was weird that she was out there like that. I have that image now. <laughs> and also, this is like, a, what, a PG-13 movie, too? It makes it a much better movie, actually. Hold on. Let me finish this. Oh. Yeah, no, it's good. Oh, you finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I didn't care either. But I don't think you're really supposed to care about Aunt May that much. Like, you do as a Spider-Man fan, but in general, she was there... To help him through his troubles, which he always does. And then also now you get to make the jokes with Tony Stark and everyone else. Like, hey, you know, your fucking aunt's hot. Yeah, she could have been hotter. That's not fair. Why do you always have to be this way about women? Because if you cast a role and you set them up even in the teaser for Spider-Man as being the hot, fun aunt, then don't dress her like a fucking hippie. Who'd you want her to be then? The way she always is. Like, you can't have her in normal women's clothing. Why does she have to have the long hair and the funky glasses and the bell bottoms? What's normal women clothing anymore? I don't even know. That's true, yeah. Do you want her to have, like, yoga shorts on that say juicy on them? I'm fine with that. Well, me too. But Pink up the side. Whatever. Anyway, so that that kind of always bothered me that they did mm -hmm. that with her. Sure. Yeah, I, it feels, thanks to Infinity War, all these movies that keep coming out feel like, okay, so we need to get you to this point, so we're just going to shove all this crap together just so we make sense that you're in this movie for why. So then, that to me doesn't make sense because I thought this movie, one of the things I actually liked about it was that it was so far away from Infinity War. That's what they were trying to do, and they did it piss poorly. Oh, I don't, I do not agree with that. Look, no, it's a whole, why can't you just be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? And then he tries to shove the suit on him at the end in the press conference, which was real, to shove you into the Avengers. But he made the choice that Spider-Man should make. Spider-Man made the right choice at the end of the movie. By the way, we didn't even say spoilers. I know. Oh, no, yeah. Which you should know by now. Well, yeah. Sorry. Anyone who's listening to Ian hates movies, we should actually probably, at the beginning of this episode, put like a brand new warning up saying, spoiler, 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 we are spoiling everything. Right. Not exact words like that, but like something. No, I'll find something. I can clip it together. It'll be fine. But that's what I liked. I liked that this wasn't about Infinity War. I liked that this was back to old school Spider-Man. He wasn't trying to save the world. See, that was the thing about Spider-Man. Venom wasn't trying to take over the world. Vulture was not trying to take over the world. There was no one that was a Spider-Man villain. 
that was trying to take over the world. We didn't need to see that, and that's what all the other movies were about. We don't need that. This went back to the roots of what Spider-Man is. I think I might need you to explain to me how Vulture is a villain exactly. He just seems like a capitalist to me, so I don't really get... But I also thought that was great. Now, the Vulture in the comic books and the Vulture in the TV show and stuff had a different power than what was going on here. But in general, I thought that was great. They used the ending of the Avenger movie where people are like, oh, you know, hey, they destroy cities. They're not real superheroes. Like all this kind of stuff that people make fun of outside of the movies. They actually picked up on that and said, hey, look at all of this, you know, damage that these superheroes do. Who's going to clean it up? How are we going to get New York City back to the way it was? Well, then here's Vulture's cleaning crew that gets pushed out by the government and then says, well, fuck this. We'll find all this technology and become entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And, and now, we, yeah. So, but that's what made this villain actually good because he was a villain by selling the weapons to villains. If he hadn't have done that, he would just be a person you'd be like, oh, no, leave him alone. He's trying to provide for his family. But he was selling to bad people. And that's what made him a villain. Mm, gray area. No, it's not. No, gray area. Even morally, no. Morally, that's <laughs> still like, if you want to go and fucking talk about like les miserables, les miserables, if you want to talk about that and be like, oh, a person stealing bread for his starving family, that's a moral issue you can go with. A person stealing to provide for their family by giving plasma rifles and shit to bad people that are going to hurt other people, that's wrong. Mm, arms deals. Yeah, a lot of arms deals are wrong. Mm, gray area for me. <laughs> Everything's a fucking gray area. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. There's some black and white. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just don't agree with that. I understand your concept behind it. Right. I just don't agree with it. All right. And we're not going to agree to disagree. I'm, I'm saying you're wrong. Right, no, I know. But I'm also allowing you to say it. Oh, I'm allowed to be wrong. <laughs> and that's you are. what makes this relationship special. Well, that's what makes America special. That's true. America great. Yeah. Freedom. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I am really enjoying this. Kelly throws out a topic that she doesn't like, and then I respond. So go ahead, Kelly. Continue this. Were there any surprises in this for you? You know, I really wasn't thinking that Vulture was going to be the love interest father. I knew as soon as he showed up at the door that that's who was going to open the door. But I wasn't expecting that that was going to happen earlier on in the movie. How did you feel of Michael Keaton in this role? I thought he did a good job. Did you have something wrong with his acting ability or something? No, absolutely not. I'm happy he's in more (laughs) stuff now. Well, right. I know my mom loves Michael Keaton. Hot. Hot back in the day. I think that's what she thinks so, yeah. Best band. I think she thinks so now, too. Hands down. Right. Yeah, but let's see. Michael Keaton's in his... I'm going to pull this up. Hold on. Continue talking about Spider-Man while I look this information up. Spider-Man is cool. That's all I got. <laughs> really? One of your favorite comic uh, book people. And that's all you got is. No, look, I mean, we, we didn't mention this before. So Spider-Man right now, currently, as of the recording of this episode, has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Yeah, I would certainly not have it that high. Re- okay. No, I would have it in the 70s. I'll agree with you on that, actually, yeah. I'll agree That's with still that. a very good movie, actually. But it goes back to the whole, like, I wanted to see Spider-Man be Spider-Man, and I didn't want to see the side characters. That was the whole thing. That's what ruined the movie for me was side characters, and you brought that up at the beginning. But right. really, that was it. How did you feel about Debate Team? I was fine with that. But it wasn't Debate Team. It was Answering Questions Team. It's like Mathletics. It's that kind of a thing. Yeah, something like that, but with... Everything. Other questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please write in because clearly we're getting, you know, we don't yeah, remember. Yeah, it's not an it's academic decathlon. I don't know. It's like Billy Madison. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best thing we can reference it to is an Adam Sandler movie. And the heads, that's why we're giving it a 70. Oh. So Michael Keaton is older than both my parents, and I know for damn sure he looks better than both of them. So I think that says a lot for, for your mom's attraction to Mr. Keaton. I've been told my parents are very attractive. So I don't know. Your dad's kind of like a vampire. He doesn't age. (laughs) Good genes. How the fuck would you know that? We're friends on Facebook. Oh, geez. (laughs) Don't tell people my dad's on Facebook. (laughs) 
throwing that out there for you. I'm not a real person though, so That's true. You technically, don't have a yeah, this character here does not have a father. That's on Facebook. All right, so what else you got then on the actual movie itself? Um, I liked that Jennifer Connelly was the voice inside the suit. I think that was kind of fun. Yes, I was worried they were going to overdo it, but I think they scaled it back enough. I did think that she was funny at times. I think running through his old videos and laughing about them, I think that was good. But I'm glad that's not a sidekick to Spider-Man from now on. Right. Now, this isn't a Jarvis character. Yeah, we definitely didn't need that. But her just making a few robotic quips about his life and about like when he was telling her about his love interest, you know, that kind of thing, that's fine. I'm completely fine with that. I feel the suit's too powerful. That's not possible because of what they have to fight against coming up. He will need that suit. But that's why I'm glad he didn't have it at the end of the movie. Yeah, but no, this is where I feel like this is a go-go gadget moment. Rocket skis. Like, that's kind of how it felt to me. It was a little too much. Yeah, but he doesn't have it. So it's not like... It's not like the end of the movie and it's like Super Spider-Man. Marvel needs to hopefully have set everything up correctly that you really love these characters and care about them. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to go crazy and tell you everything that happens in Infinity War. But that's the thing about it is you can go read the story right now. It's already out there. Right. And then they're just going to R.R. Martin, all of them. Sure. Which means make them awesome? Mm, sure. Okay. Then I'm fine with it. <laughs> what else do we need to cover on Spider-Man? So I very much enjoyed the scenes where he was outside of the city and in, in the suburbs where he went to that party when he was trying to get to the bad guys. It showed how his powers don't really work when he's not in a city. Right, he's kind of just built for skyscrapers, but it felt very Ferris Bueller. It did, and I think that's why they used the music during the trailer and everything as well. But it still worked. Like, I like that idea of, hey, you've taken Spider-Man out of his natural habitat. It doesn't work in a situation like this. Like, sure, in a one-on-one fight with someone, absolutely he could do well. But in a situation like that where he has to travel to far places, it's not going to work. Do you like the fact that they didn't kill off Vulture? Spider-Man villains don't die. They go to prison, and then they get out, and they come back. It's the same as Arkham Asylum with Batman. Batman. Yeah, and that's what pissed me off a lot about Batman movies is the villains didn't die. They went to Arkham Asylum, and they escaped. So, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. Vulture shouldn't die. Okay. What I'm looking forward to is I'm looking forward to when they... And they have to start it now. They have to start introducing Venom's character at some point. They have to start sowing the seeds for it so it's over a long period of time that would be very good even though he meets him when he has the job you know at the daily planet what no not daily planet so fucking stupid awesome i know what daily yes daily bugle when he gets the job there that's kind of where you start meeting brock and you know how it goes on to venom but i want to see venom i want to see carnage i want to see some of the real heavy hitters for spider-man that's what i'm looking forward to So, spoiler alert, Venom's probably going to make an introduction in Black Panther, because that's the only way people are going to go see that movie. Um, By the way, I don't think Black Panther looks bad. I actually like how different it looks. The only issue I'm going to have with it is I don't want an origin story. And I feel like they're kind of doing that. Yeah, because I don't care. Out of the characters you have developed that have been in multiple movies that need an origin story, this one I don't care about. Well, I'm not racist, so I think that it's going to be good. (laughs) <laughs> cool yeah just throw me under the bus for that one i'm touching on black widow well, i like that you and, said coolio because uh, i enjoy coolio, coolio as well yo yo mm-hmm. dangerous minds baby no I, I i'm way more invested in black widow and hawkeye's background i would rather see that well you don't see that because you've been in what you seven freaking movies now you already have a born identity and you already have that shit so you don't need okay what is the female equivalent to born identity again i'm waiting what's that movie called joy Exactly. (laughs) Whatever that movie is called. Eat, Pray, Love. (laughs) The equivalent. Great. Now, what movie was Scarlett Johansson in that was like the exact same thing where she used like most of her mind or something? It was a bunch of shit. I don't know. Oh. Not Ghost in the Shell. No, but that's that's close enough. Lucy. Lucy. Any of those movies suck balls, so whatever. Yeah. So I'm trying to think other things in Spider-Man. I really enjoyed... The beginning. I like the camera that he set up or his phone that he set up to record what was going on during his battle in Civil War. 
Uh, that was really unique. YouTube. I thought that worked out very well. Right. I liked his little bodyguard. I like. I always like seeing um, John Favreau, John, and all those yeah. generals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of fits that kind of like crap. I got to do with you now. Kind of a person. So that's fun. I thought that his bully was very millennial based. Yeah. Because no one ever would be afraid of that guy physically. But I guess he mentally torments him. But it's a very chick move. Yeah, oh, okay. very, very much so. But I am also kind of glad that they didn't go big jock against Spider-Man thing. You know what I mean? Like I did like that as well. Like you don't need to go that route anymore. I like the whole mental game, but then why couldn't the protagonist just be female? No, you still can't do that. Why? Mean girl scenario. You can't have a guy versus a girl. It'll never happen. We're not talking WWE here. <laughs> We're talking about like actual... Unless the girl will always get the upper hand, you'll never be able right. to show that in the movie. You know that, right? There's still... Because you can't ever do anything against women. No, I apparently didn't learn that rule. Well, men have been in charge for so long and have been the domineering force for so long that it's women's time now, finally, to be above men in everything. So you certainly can't have Spider-Man outwitting a woman. That would never happen in real life. Women always outwit men. We just use our brute force to hold you guys down. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, I'm taking notes. Seriously, no, you should keep going. Keep going. Well, we're terrible people. <laughs> right. You know, people that, you know, actually declare themselves as men. We are terrible people. So in my opinion, it's about time that we're giving women their due. It's not like I haven't worked with some of the smartest people ever throughout my entire career and they've been women and they've been in positions of power and they've been amazing, but I'm not used to it. So I'm a man and I'm like, oh, I don't listen to women. Yeah, so I can't say anything because it'll just probably get edited out. So we're gonna we're gonna change <laughs> topics at this point. So much hate. Yeah, now. because if it's against women, I'm gonna edit it out. Exactly. Yep. So we can't really get into this right now. <laughs> So, no, yeah, okay, so you can't have a female villain. Right. Apparently. Yeah, because a man can't punch a woman. In any context, Kelly, ever. If a woman was holding a gun to my family and somehow I got the upper hand, I would not be allowed to punch her. Yeah, but you just pet her head and she'd sit down and come. Whoa. I'm editing that out. Really? <laughs> That's a great thing. That's a great reference. <laughs> That was a great... Yes, I know. I'm not... The joke was that I was going to edit it out, but I'm not going to. <sighs> you get it? You're welcome. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm distracted right. now. What are we talking about? I don't about? know. It's what happens all the time on the show. <laughs> all right, fine. But we can't have a female superhero because they don't do well in the box office. No. Wonder Woman did very well at the box office. Did Wonder Woman do really well? I think so. Did either of us watch this movie? I did on the plane. And how'd you feel about it? Because you watched it on the plane. It was fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to get fired. <laughs> I said a bad thing about a woman movie. Fuck. What I always find really funny is how do people literally think that that's what people think about movies? Because there is no way that Wonder Woman should have above a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. But because it's directed by a woman and because it stars a woman... You're supposed to be like, oh, I'm just going to sit back. Same thing with fucking Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman is still a DC movie. So it still has all the issues that DC movies have. So it doesn't matter. It's just a shame that Marvel hasn't focused on certain superheroes that are women. Like for me, my favorite all-time superhero, and I've said this many times, I think I've said it on the show. Yep. Kitty Pride. Yep. My favorite. I would love a movie with Kitty Pride. I don't want Jenna fucking Malone or what? Wait, not Jenna Malone. <laughs> I can look it up if you like. Jenna Malone was in Donnie Darko, so I don't mind her, yeah, obviously. Yeah, no. Oh, Ellen Page, right? Yeah, what about Ellen Page? Wasn't she Kitty Pride in the X-Men movies? She was in one of them. I think she was in two of them. Why do I think Jenna? I don't know. No. All right. I think Ellen Page, right, though? Juno Girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she, I think it was the third X-Men and then one or two of the new X-Mens. I'm choosing not to remember this, I guess. That's a bad casting. Well, she was the one who sent Wolverine back in the past for that movie that was passable. That was a passable X-Men movie. But that is not Kitty Pride's power. That's not who I would... Who would you have cast for that? I would not have cast her for Kitty Pride. That is a difficult one. I have not thought about that. 
because I just have a, a vague image of Kitty Pride in my head just based on all the different comic book versions. So I don't have a specific person. I'd be like, yes, that's Kitty Pride. Maybe Missy Peregrine, I think, would be a good Kitty Pride. And the reason why that came up in my head probably is because I just saw Stick It. Oh, no, yeah, she would be a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think she would be a very good Kitty Pride. All right, tangent anyways. Anyway. Marvel is going to be doing The Runaways, which I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but that premieres on the 21st of November on Hulu, actually. Yep. So I am going to subscribe to Hulu just for that show because The Runaways is one of my favorite comic books, and that's led by two to three female superheroes anyways. Right. And by the way, if anyone doesn't know what The Runaways are, they're a Marvel comic like teenage superhero group where their parents are all super villains. So they join together to be superheroes because they don't agree with what their parents are doing. So Disney's descendants. Well, doesn't Disney own everything anyways? True. But it's the exact same thing. So now we know that Disney just straight up ripped off Marvel. Well, I'd have to see what years they came out, but I bet you Runaways was first. Oh, I can guarantee you Runaways was first. We could be wrong, though. Well, you could be wrong. I can't be wrong. I mean, that's true. <laughs> but anyways, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, females and how great they are. Right. That's what it was. But yeah, look, Wonder Woman was fucking awful. We should probably do a show on that at some point when we can watch it for free. Yeah, but I think that Chris Pine was an amazing female sidekick to her. hey oh. Mm. Well, Kelly, I don't want to like ruin anything for you. But at one point, when they're leaving the island of Lesbos. The boats. <laughs> the boats. They're on a ship, and there's a whole back and forth between them about like how he's a gentleman and doesn't offer to sleep next to her. And she's like, hey, but you're a guy, and I heard that like you could come sleep next to me. But then, you know, hey, I, I learned about sex from this book, and it just showed basically that women don't need men for pleasure. And then there was like awkward silence between them. And then everyone laughed and like in on the plane. Like we all just happened to play it at the same exact time. So we right. were all just right there. Right. And everyone laughed. Trapped. It was right. hilarious. Uh-huh. That goes both ways. Hopefully she does. Oh. Buzzing. Right. So. Buzzing. I mean, after she wants what? Does she want all the Palestinians to be killed? Like she wants to erase all the Palestinians, right? So I can't go political. But since it's Ian's show, <laughs> the title, this will make it into the podcast versus me going on a tangent of how people who want to turn into women or allegedly. Men. Anyway, <laughs> and on a pro female note, I'm very excited for the Victoria's Secret fashion show this week. Uh, I'm not. Why? Because there's a thing called porn. Uh, yeah, this is called girl porn. Oh, this is what we like. Well, good luck to all of them. It's kind of like sucking it up and like watching a Twilight and then you know you're going to get like a hand job after. Like that's just how that kind of works. South Park did a whole thing on Broadway. Same thing. No, that was a blow job, not a hand job. Still. I don't care about hand Jacksons, all right? Good old fashioned? No, no good old fashioned? No, no, no old fashions here. No. It's because women can't do them right. They have no idea what, what kind of equipment they're dealing with. Exactly. It's right. 2017. All right, let's move into the future. Just blow jobs. Yeah. Okay. And penetration. Oh. Because Women Appreciation Day, or are we talking the other way? Oh, no, only on Women Appreciation Day. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I sip my wine here. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so we were talking about Spider-Man, maybe? Let's do that. Okay. That sounds good. Well, actually, we can transition in. We were talking about LeBeau's, and then we can get into the Valkyrie. No. That's a really weird transition to make. <laughs> we should probably... It's women warriors, women warriors, and Marvel doing it correctly, and DC not. True. Yes. All the warriors in Wonder Woman got slaughtered, and they're supposed to be so fucking great. Right. Well, my question is, are we done with Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. No, I was over it about an hour and a half into that two and a half hour movie, actually. Oh. Oh, 70%. That's what you say, but it has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think his story arc was good. Okay. I would say that he learned lessons. He learned to be himself. He learned that he doesn't have to rely on Tony Stark and that he doesn't need to be part of a group. He can actually go off and do his own things. I'm hoping that Mary Jane gets actually put into a movie at some point. I like that take on Mary Jane. No. Uh, so, not no. That, I was like, no! <laughs> no! not. No, Kelly! Um, that is not Mary Jane, by the way. Uh-huh. No, it's not. I already uh-huh. read the interviews. No, it's not. Then why do they do that? 
So this was their stupid comment on it. And it was really, really a dumb, dumb comment. Oh, no. They said they wanted to remind people of the dynamic between Mary Jane Watson and Peter Parker. This one was just going to be a different dynamic. So it is not Mary Jane Watson. This is just a character that has the same initials MJ. Yeah, it was a really, really dumb explanation for why they did that. There wasn't a reason to do that. That is not Mary Jane, though. Lame. But I'm glad I could teach you something. Oh, the more you know. Star swipe. It's really one of the reasons why I do the show. It's just it's true, you. actually. It's learning <laughs> for me. I have a whiteboard and I make notes and it's nice. And yet you never learn from things, though. No, it's not fun. Yeah, interesting. That's a girl trait. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Strike two. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something and I don't remember what it was. And maybe that's not a good sign, but we did only see this movie once. last words. That's true. Well, we have to talk about the most amazing end credit scene ever. Tell me about it, because I think I forgot it. Sweet. So, thank God there was enough Captain America in this movie to be passable. Anyway, so you sit through all the amazing long 900 million people that work on movies nowadays because everything's CGI'd for the most part. I worked on it. Didn't you see my name up there? Actually, yeah. We'll highlight it. (laughs) Um... And uh, we got a, a, a great thing about patience from Cap. I did forget about that, but that was pretty amazing. And you're like, motherfuckers, nothing in Infinity War? Really? Nothing? Well, God damn it. But that was the whole point, though, is Spider-Man is separate from that. And he'll get dragged into it later because the world's going to be killed. But at that moment, you don't need Spider-Man to be any more than what he is. Yeah, I wasn't looking for Spider-Man. I was looking for another sad, pathetic glimpse of the main villain in Infinity War. I was looking for a little bit of Thanos, just a little bit purple, a little bit, a little bit purple. Maybe some shiny jewelry, some gauntlets, whatever. It's cool. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah. We'll see how that turns out. Not looking good. All right. So, did we cover everything? Can we get into Guardians of the Galaxy three? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean Thor Ragnarok. Oh, shut up. I think for my final take on this, I think they still have some work to do. But this was the best Spider-Man for me. I think casting wise, I think mostly writing wise, it captured his essence, his feel. Yeah. Okay. So that's what mattered to me in this moment. I think it was rated very high for some reason. I don't exactly know why, but it's still better than any DC movie could ever be. Woohoo! So once again, fuck you, DC. <laughs> and now on to your crazy dumb intro for Thor. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, because this was not a Thor movie at all. That doesn't make any sense. It had more of a Guardians feel than it did a Thor movie. It did not feel mythology whatsoever. Other than that, what, maybe 20 minutes that Hela is actually in the movie? That's the only part where it actually feels like a Thor movie. All right. I will give you that I wouldn't have minded some flashbacks of Odin doing more destructive things. I will tell you for sure. Instead of just looking at the wall, you know, where it's like the picture's there and underneath the other picture. Understood. But here's my thing also. I never liked Thor as a character. I didn't care about the comics. I didn't care. I don't care about people with godlike powers. It's why I hate Superman. I don't like characters that get that powerful. I was never a huge fan of the Hulk because he's just super, you know, like everything he does, he can't be killed, like all that kind of shit. So that's why I don't really care about any of that kind of stuff. So in the comics, I never cared. The first Thor movie to me was okay. Because it was a fish out of water story, but I hated the side characters. That fucking stupid bitch from Two Girls, One Horse. Darcy. Or whatever. Thank you for that. So, besides that, since I didn't really care that much, and then I heard terrible reviews for Thor 2, I never even saw Thor 2. I liked Thor 2 more than this movie. That seems ridiculous to me. By far. Loki was amazing in Thor 2. And that's another thing. They didn't give Loki enough credit in this movie. I think he could have been a lot more destructive. And that would have at least helped make it feel more like a Thor movie. You take him out of Asgard. You stick him on a foreign planet that felt very Guardians. You gave him a villain that was very Guardians, Jeff Goldblum. And then you turned it into Tron. Good job, Disney. Good job. Thor, to me, needed comedy added to it. Really? Absolutely. Because I don't like the Thor character. So this movie made me like Thor. That's because he wasn't Thor. Okay, well, maybe then. All right, fine. But that doesn't take away from me enjoying what the film was. And 
I don't need to see Loki do shitty things over and over and over and over again. I think that's what this movie was playing off of a little bit. They already knew what Loki was going to do. And then he did something that you didn't expect him to do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to see all of that over and over again. They even made self-referential jokes about it. Like, hey, I know you're going to do this. I'm already a step ahead of you. They already knew that shit. By the way, if you think that Loki did not take the Tesseract when he was walking by and won't give that to Thanos, I mean, come on. What are you worried about? You're going to get your Loki doing Loki shit. It's going to happen. Right. I hated the Guardian soundtrack to it, too. Look, Guardians are not the first people ever to put music to movies and make it like, oh, wow, I remember this because of the movie. Oh, wow, you've set up a particular character that you do not do this with. And then since you know that Guardians is popular and that's selling, we're going to do it to this movie. I just simply don't agree with you at all on this. I don't think this is anything like Guardians. Oh, my God. They lost so many opportunities of great reveals because they put it all in the trailers. All of it. I'll agree with some of that, for sure. Really? Loki's not dead. We knew that, but you kind of ruined it in the trailer. You ruined it. Hey, look, it's a guy from work. That would have been a great reveal. You ruined it. I think most people knew Hulk was going to be there. I do wish that joke had been left. But there were plenty of jokes in the movie, so it wasn't like we were lacking for jokes. How do you feel about the Valkyrie character? I liked her a lot. Why? Because she drank and didn't talk a lot? Yeah, she's a drunk woman who is very good at fighting. (laughs) Like, did you not like it? Look, that scene where all the Valkyries were being killed by Hela was an amazing, just like the view of it, the way they set that scene up was filmed very, very cool. No, I agree. Yeah, that felt like a Thor movie. It was nice. So I guess this is just what we're going to come back to every every great point I make. It's just going to be that felt like a Thor movie. By the end of this is going to be like, oh, I guess that was a Thor movie. No. Like, I'm really struggling to think of what parts I actually laughed out loud where it wasn't more of a, ugh, groan. And the only one that I'm thinking of is Point Break. Point Break was very funny. Like, all of that did work, even though you knew where the joke was going. When his hair was being cut by Stan Lee at the beginning of the movie, purposefully getting captured, and then the whole swinging around on the chain. Groan. All right, how about this? All right. Come on, Ugh. come on. Wait, nope. I'm going to test you right now because I might just fire you from the show if you don't have to. <laughs> Ooh, life's on the line. Ooh, quick fire. When Thor told the story about Loki trying to kill him when he was a kid, and he told the story where he goes, Loki had turned himself into a snake. And first of all, you can go, oh, maybe Thor is afraid of snakes. And that's why he turned him into a snake. No, Thor loves snakes. So he's like, I love snakes. So I picked him up. And then Loki chains back into Loki and stabbed me in the back. <laughs> like that's, you know, that was funny. That's misdirection on two counts. They lost another good one with the whole um, "my brother needs help" scenario because they put it in the trailer. Oh, I didn't see that trailer. Yo, yeah. Okay, but "my brother needs help" is pretty damn funny. No, that is yeah. Had it not been wrecked, like you gave me way too much in these trailers. Bringing it back though. Oh, look. If we're talking about giving away shit in trailers, I'm totally with you. They do way, way, way too much in every single trailer. I'm not going to lie about that. I enjoyed more when they did the Thor pretending like he was in the office thing that was like five minutes long. And they did that like background documentary. Like that was great because that didn't give anything away about the movie. Right. So I like it when people do that kind of thing. Like what were the two? What was the rock character's name? Meek and or was it Meek? Something like that in Dave, right? I don't know. Or Paul people will be gonna, there. People Paul are going to be right pissed. In. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Right in. But that was great. You didn't think the comedy of that? They were fun. No, they were fun. And they were the right kind of throwaway characters that worked for the scenario. Like, literally, they should have done all the trailers for Thor with them. Yeah. That would have been great. They're doing another Guardians movie. Thank God. Ugh. Because it's weird creatures in space outfits. Hmm. But you do know that that existed before Guardians, right? I know that, but Marvel's doing this to their movies because Guardian was so out of left field and so successful. But guess what? Guardians are part of Infinity War, so they're going to meet up soon enough anyways. Yay. It should be good. I agree. I agree with that yay. It should be good. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. Winging a prayer. I'm just looking for another standalone Cap movie. That's really the only person I'm actually invested in. Well, so... 
I don't think we get anything, right? It's nope. Infinity War in 2018, right? Yep. So we get Black May Panther. It's the first one. Yeah, Black Panther, Deadpool. Is there one more Marvel movie that I'm missing? Okay, then yeah, then Infinity War. So yeah, I mean, everything's culminating in where it's supposed to. Hope and pray. Hope and pray. Anyway, let's get back to a female villain, Helena, or Hella, Hella. who did, I think she was a great cast. I think she was fantastic. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. No, I actually like okay. her. I think she was very good as well. The only thing I didn't like about her was every time she changed into war Hella. So she put her fucking hands behind. Yeah, and did the whole, I like, that. I hated that. No, do that awesome. one time, and then you never have to do it again. Eh. I also like that she looked super hot sometimes and super not in other times. When was the not? There are many times. I don't know what it was. I like goth Hella a lot more. Yeah. Maybe it was when she was like regular. I was like, ah, give me goth Hella all the time. I'll destroy worlds with you, baby. So really, yeah, you just need the raccoon makeup. Okay. Yeah. I would have been like Scourge. I'd have been like, right. I'll just follow you around. So I didn't realize that um, Bones was going to be in this. You mean Angel Bones? What are you talking about? I'm talking about Bones from Star Trek. Oh, you're talking to me like I know Star Trek. Okay. Um, we have seen these movies. Yes, you have. Don't even. Have I? I watched that first Star Trek, and then I watched the second one, and the second one was so abominable, I would never watch another Star Trek again. Right, and he was in both, and he's the doctor in Star Trek. Oh, that's right. Scourge. Okay. I think of him as Judge Dredd, so fuck you. Oh, my yeah. apologies. <laughs> Come on. Why, why would you ever think that I care about Star Trek? That's the first time. Okay, cool. I guess because you know how much I don't like Star Wars, you're like, oh, he must be a Trekkie. Nope. Exactly, because it's one of the other. Because I am black and white on some things. He did some horror movie I wanted us to cover. The Loft. Yeah. I've never turned down us doing a horror movie. No, yeah, because it's this whole one where these guys are all married and they bring their like mistresses to this loft and one of them ends up getting killed off and they're trying to figure out which one of the three of them murdered the girl. Oh, that's not a horror movie. That's a mystery. No, it's supposed to be because it's supposed to be like there's like some like weird supernatural thing about the room. Oh. Mm. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Anyway, back to um, <laughs> Guardians. What did you think of him in this like this role? I didn't. It took me a second to even realize that was him. And it's kind of a, a character. Well, look, you could see that he was really tortured by, you know, what he was doing with Hela. And he didn't want to be the executioner, but he wanted power. He wanted something to make his life mean something, obviously. And then to sacrifice himself at the end was a nice touch. You know, he had his redemption story. But he didn't affect the movie enough for you to be like, oh, I hated that. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I felt like this is the same with the Spider-Man sidekick. You didn't need to be there. No, because he was silent. That's true. That is more of a perk. He only spoke when he was spoken to, as other things should be. There it is. <laughs> if only he could have been in the kitchen. Tie an apron on that shit. Exactly. Where you need to be. Exactly. <laughs> Pearls and heels. Oh, pearl necklaces. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> God. <clears throat> Birthdays and holidays. So Thor, right? What else? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Goldblum. Fantastic. I thought he was great. Yeah. I mean, fine. I don't have this undying love for Jeff Goldblum like everyone else does. <gasps> I mean, he picks a lot of shitty movies to be in. I like him, though. I do. Right. It was fine to create this character. That was a good casting. Yes, it was. It was good casting. Yes. He played that very Right. Yeah, I like well. the fun, yeah, like, oh, like, but at a drop of a hat, I'll murder you. Right. Yeah. Because now you're not fun no more. You're harsh in the vibes. And I did like the orgy ship because you got to have an orgy ship. Yeah, who wouldn't have an orgy ship? That's no, very true. I like the battle between Thor and Hulk. I thought they didn't overdo Doctor Strange. I thought that was a fine little, you know, that's a cameo right there. Perfect. That yeah, that was beautifully done. And I like the fact that they had Logi fall for 30 minutes. I think that's hysterical. Yes. Every time really well Doctor Strange just kept on transporting to another area and Thor not being able to stand up because he kept hitting things was great. Like that's, right. Because that's also something that people have to remember about, you know, I guess DC does it somewhat too. But with Marvel superhero characters, the big guy with the big muscles who has godlike powers is not always going to be better than the person who has some other type of power. No, right. Yeah, but I mean, that's an archetype. You're, you're dealing with a blonde, 
big Aryan person, and it's known through the mythology that they tend to run into a lot of stuff, and they always get hit in the head. Like, if you follow the mythology within Star Trek, that's the whole Captain Kirk. Kirk is always a blonde, and he's always getting hit in the head. Like, it's part of that type of persona. It's that character. Right. And that's what Thor is, which is kind of fun, when he's Thor. And he's got a big sign of beer. and The nudity was okay in this movie. I wanted a little longer, but not as impactful as nudity in the first movie for Thor. I don't remember what you're talking about. I can send you some clips. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm assuming it wasn't there a joke about like Hulk or something? No, yeah, because this was in Hulk's bedroom. Yeah. Okay. That was the scene then, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought that whole thing was fine. Like, you know, Hulk's a big dumb idiot and just wants a friend but doesn't want a friend. Right. Plaything. So I, I don't know. I, I didn't hate this like you hated it. I mean, it was fine. It has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, too, by the way. Both Spider-Man and Thor have the same rating. Mm, conspiracy theory? Yeah, I think so. Justice League has a much larger... Actually, maybe that's it. Maybe all superhero movies are way over because Justice League has a 40% and should probably be at like 15. I have a feeling that's going to get reevaluated after this weekend when it doesn't even remotely make its money back. Oh, I hope so. I want them to fail so badly. Like, I don't want people to be rubes. You know what I mean? I don't want people to be selfish. Like, you know already, just based on the trailer, Justice League is poorly written, that the CGI is childish at best. Like, you can see it. I mean, Cyborg is not actually made of a machine. So they have to do that on CGI. Now, I know I might be talking to four-year-olds maybe, and they just don't know that. That's CGI. So when you see it and it looks that bad, that means it's going to look that bad the whole entire movie. Plus, you've got the fight scenes through whatever the fuck they're fighting and slow motion. And the trailer is 98% slow motion. So what do you think the movie is going to be? So instead of going to see it because maybe you like the mythology of one of the characters, how about you not be selfish? How about you wait until it comes out on Redbox or whatever, where they're not making any money? Then you see it, and then you can be like, oh, I liked so-and-so in the movie, but the movie sucked ass. Like, you can say that, but don't support them. Like, make DC lose tons and tons of money so they stop doing this. Yeah. Like, send a message to them, because that is what happens. If they don't make their money, they won't continue to make shitty movies. They are playing you for fools. Hashtag stock DCE. Yeah, I can't argue with that. But I can argue with people going to see Justice League. Unless someone is paying for you, and even then, that means you're supporting the movie. If you go for free, somehow, whether it's your job to review it or whatever, if you get to go for free... That's still time out of your life, and your time is precious. So that is kind of a loss there still. But if somehow you get to see the movie, if you sneak into the movie, whatever it is, but really, just let it fail. Let it fail the way it would normally. And then you can see it when it's at Redbox. You can see it when it's free on HBO. You can see it whenever it's there. I mean, right now, they play fucking Batman v Superman all the fucking time. I can't tell you how many times I've seen Suicide Squad on, on HBO. Yep. So just don't play into their games. Like we've already, everyone knows now that we do have control over Hollywood. So just stop it. And that's our wrap up on all the Marvel <laughs> movies. Go see Marvel movies because they're so much better. Uh, but not till next year. Yeah, we're already that's done. when the next one's coming out. Yep. Watch The Punisher and watch Marvel Runaways. That's true. And look, I, I completely understand. There are some really shitty Marvel TV shows. Like, I can't watch, what is that one, like... Iron Fist. Inhumans, or whatever. Oh, yeah, that one too. Yeah, there's some really, really bad ones. But yeah, Iron Fist is awful. Oh, but yeah. But guess what? I'd rather watch all of Iron Fist again than watch Justice League. Yeah, but I mean, if you watched all of Iron Fist, isn't it still shorter than trying to sit through or what felt like sitting through Batman v Superman? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ten hours of Iron Fist seems like less than three hours of Batman v Superman. Absolutely. Mm. But yeah, look, I I hate DC stuff, obviously. But I don't hate Thor the way that you did. Eh. Or I didn't meh Thor as much. Yeah, as it's did. a meh. It's not a Thor movie for me. Um, it kind of it felt very sloppy because I think they could have done so much more with Hela. I think they missed out on a lot of really great battle things with her. Instead, it was just Tron. Like, it's, it's this gladiator in space. I don't... 
and it's you battling a friend, but not really. And then you have this weird thing with Banner, who's apparently been stuck inside Hulk for two years. Like, okay, so we're just throwing that out there? Like, what's... Well, you need to explain where Hulk went. Okay. I don't know. That made sense to me. I just liked him trying to fit into Stark's clothes. That was kind of fun. Yeah, that was funny. I don't know. It worked for me. Any good trailers? I got zero good trailers. Only Black Panther. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no good trailers. All right. Um, oh. What are we missing here? It's Lion King. I could care less. Yeah. Everyone likes Lion King. I need that story retold to me again. Well, Disney did it again already, so... No, three times, three and a half times, and oh, Broadway. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. So who cares if they do it again? Thank you, Eisner, for running shit into the ground. Uh, final or first end credit scene. I'm not remembering what that was. So Thor has become king of Asgard because Asgard is not a place. Asgard has been destroyed, which makes sense. That's fine. He has to take all the Asgardians to Earth. And I thought, actually, by the way, it was a good line. Where Thor was talking to Loki and Loki's like, are you sure we should go to Earth? And he's like, yeah, of course. They love me on Earth. Like, why would we not go to Earth? And Loki's like looking. I'm like, they don't love me. Playing on the story, though. So it works. And then up comes Thanos' huge-ass fucking spaceship. Right. So right there, either he's been in contact with Thanos and gives the Tesseract to him in order for the Asgardians to be let go. Or Thanos kills everyone. Except for Loki and Thor, and maybe uh, Elvis's character. Right. What's his name? Okay. It was weird seeing the gunslinger there in a better role. Yeah. Than yeah. the actual. Idris is way better in the Thor movies than. So, it turns out we actually had some technical difficulties and Kelly's recorder Fuck stopped. Fuck you. <laughs> Throw me under the bus? Wait, wait, wait. I You didn't even let me finish. I was going to explain that this was actually my fault from doing so many podcasts. I have separate recorders for each stream and this happened to be Kelly's recorder, but it was filled up with all the other interviews and all the other things I do on a regular basis. So you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not good enough to have my own SIM card. He has to have all of his other things on the SIM card as well. Well, that recorder records Dave and you and all of my Ian Hates conversations. So that's actually the most important recorder. Mm. See? Fine. See? So... We're going to try and remember what we were talking about because we actually probably talked for another like 10 minutes without knowing that the recorder was Woo-hoo. completely filled up. So, dum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. so <laughs> we are right on the cusp of getting to Infinity War. Right. And I'm not completely sure, but we're still missing an Infinity Stone. So unless that thing happens to show up at the beginning of Infinity War, which it probably will, um, that's kind of where we're at with Marvel. Or in Black Panther, because I'm pretty sure there's an Infinity Stone there. No, throwaway movie. Uh, No. Anyway, um, so that's we're caught up now, right? I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) It's going to be fun piecing all of this together. I'm so excited. My first edit. He's going to hate it. I'm going to try, though. I'm going I'm to give it, you know, try a lot. And I don't believe in 110% because that's ridiculous. Because percentages. Mm-hmm. Sure. Math logic and whatnot. So Thor had a 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so what would you have rated it, Miss Marty Pants? 56. Wow. That is ridiculous. I would have put it over Spider-Man. At least I was not as annoyed by the side characters. So if Spider-Man had a 70, I'd put Thor Ragnarok at an 82. Yeah, no, I'd still prefer Spider-Man way over Thor. And Spider-Man had no nudity, so that says a lot. There's a lot of issues with nudity and minors in Hollywood right now. I don't know if you've read those stories or not. Probably a good idea. No, I live under a rock. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, probably not the greatest of ideas. Um, yeah. So, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Where are we going with this? 
Oh, that's how you're leading this. Oh, well, I guess we know why I'm the host. Okay. So. <clears throat> I need some direction. What are we doing next? Because you're the man and you're in the lead. Damn straight. Like in life. Am I right? I hope we add some sound effect there. To like show that was a joke. Whew. Tough room. Tough. Uh, cricket. Tough 2017, am I right? Oh, there it is. So I put out some options to you, Kelly, because we're yep. going to be trying to make this back to our regular. Wait, I don't please. know. <laughs> what? Really? Yep, because I'm trying to kill you. Uh, I did not remember that announcement. Yeah. But See, the... right now. Yay! Oh, yay. Spoilers. Yay! So my life is spoiled, basically. Okay. You're welcome. All right. So. I gave you some choices of movies right. that we can do. Apparently, right. this is because apparently this is going to become a weekly show again. Though so I don't excited. know how I'm going to be able to do it when I have four other podcasts to do. But somehow we are going to try and make this work. I gave you the options of Super Dark Times, which is an indie movie that I very much enjoyed, but have a lot of things to say about it. The other one is obviously The Dark Tower because I was only able to do part one with Grace Sorensen of Charlatan. That obviously went super well. But True. we also told people on that podcast, because the plan was to have a separate one that didn't have book spoilers in it, so we'd be able to talk about the Dark Tower movie just by itself with an outsider, which would be you, and that would work out very well, I would think. The other one is a not-as-well-known movie called Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, now, that used to be a TV series in Canada. It lasted for two seasons. It had Jason Mewes, you know, Jay and Silent Bob. And it was basically a live-action version of Buffy meets Evil Dead. And they could swear, and it was centered around metal music, and it was fucking hilarious, and it was a great show. And then they got canceled, so they did a Kickstarter to do a movie. And the Kickstarter happened over four years ago, and they finally have the movie out. Finally, to their backers, but they didn't give them to the backers first. So I have a lot of things to talk about because I gave a lot of money to that movie. It's animated and it's a little bit different than I would want. So I would love to talk about that because Kelly also backed that movie as well. Oh, yeah, no, and there's a backstory behind that too. See, this is what happens when you do Kickstarters based on people you date, and then it's four years later and you're no longer dating them and you still have shit that shows up in your box and you're kind of like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Who did you date that you backed? Ton the book of pure evil for um, you want the list or <laughs> yes i do name those people <laughs> they'll be linked in the facebook profile oh and yay fun exciting news Ooh. merch 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 yes and um men's and women's and some athletic wear for um all you intention seekers out there there's a lot going on right but that's probably a good time we don't have to like do this for like two or three hours right what are we talking about now the show Oh, so yeah, we can, no, we don't do that. We can end this now, probably, right? Right. Well, Kelly. Just cut it right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just done. Fade <laughs> to black. Fade to black. So, Kelly, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Ian Hates merch is coming soon, and you'll be finding that on the ianhates.com. Other than that, it's pretty much uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook at Nerdy Girl Ivy. Those have not changed yet, and it's mostly just me. Being born at like three in the morning when I don't sleep. So enjoy that. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for Ian Hates Movies. It's at Ian Hates Podcast for Twitter and Instagram. It's Facebook.com slash Ian Hates for Facebook. So that should all encompass that. You can also email me, Ian Hates at gmail.com. We also, like I mentioned, have a Patreon patreon.com slash Ian hates if you enjoy you know even just one of the podcasts and we are going to have perks for that it's not set up for that yet but I need to hear from you what perks do you actually want from the show to give us money so that we can put way more money into the show we already put by the way a ton of fucking money into the show and I'm not going to yeah. put down other shows but you probably hear the difference between us and other shows because we're not talking into uh, old Mac and just assuming that people are going to listen to us. And then also, I did mention this in this fell by the wayside, but there is a YouTube channel. 
And I know a lot of people like watching things. Now, I'm not saying we would get any money from YouTube because they've completely like demonetized. Yeah. Like it's crazy. But I don't mind putting in the effort to put these shows on YouTube if we get the subscriber rate up. And a lot of people don't know our YouTube channel. So you can't go there by saying youtube.com slash Ian Hates. It won't take you there. You got to go to YouTube. Then you put in Ian Hates. Then you'll see the channel. But if we get a certain amount of subscribers, then I can change the channel to Ian Hates. But we need you to do that if that's what you want. And there could possibly be perks associated with that, too. Yeah, no, YouTube's probably oh. something I might be taking over so we can at least start getting that stuff up there. Um, because Ian uh, doesn't leave his house anymore, and it's just easier for me to do these things because um, unlike normal people, I don't have a 9 to 5. I, I do various other ventures. Wink, wink. Gray area stuff. Yeah, wink, wink. So yes, I have more free time. And that would be great because I have no free time and don't get to live right. a life. Right. So, yeah, all right. I think we can end the show there. I hope everyone enjoyed the condensed versions of talking about Spider-Man and Thor. There was no way we were going scene by scene not for on these movies. Just not going to happen. But I did enjoy them. And once again, Kelly did not. Right. That is the trend of the show. So we are continuing with that trend. Right. We're on par. Good. Well, Kelly, do you have any final words for everyone? No hammer, no problem. And we didn't even talk about how... I know! We didn't even destroyed. touch on that! But I think it was in the trailer. A lot. A lot. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was in the trailer. So I should probably say my final words then. I wonder if it'll be something new or something predictable. And I, I think you're going to you. go with the golden oldie. Yeah, if you won't interrupt me like a woman. <laughs> Strike three! <laughs> and I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.